sunburnt but pretty pretty happy <laughs> okay that's, that's about half my ear so <laughs> so uh i appreciate you uh taking the time welcome to the f- next ep- our 21st episode we're legally i want to drink now of uh, the space explored podcast 21st i, I cool. feel like we should have drinks it's only nine nine younger than me <laughs> only, only I, i'm still uh, only three of three years older so <laughs> nice so we've you've got i mean this has been kind of a um a busy week in terms of, of of big individual stories happening on space explored um and in the space industry this week so um yeah, the first thing i literally yeah, happened I wanted, right before we started recording <laughs> yeah i want to jump right into this first topic which is um it, it's it's about spacex and it's about nasa and it's about the artemis program and it isn't the first time that those three things have mixed together, you know, namely NASA and, 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 or namely Artemis and, and SpaceX. Um, we'll get to that in a second though, but it is huge for SpaceX and exciting for Artemis and NASA. So Artemis is NASA's, um, program to return to the moon and, and then go from there in terms of what, what comes next, you know, Mars. Um, it's like the Apollo program in the in the sixties and seventies, but now it's it's Artemis, which is the the twin sister to Apollo in in, in God and goddess terms. Mm-hmm. And um, the part the Artemis program is to uh, it, there's at least three missions to start. The first one is just a kind of a test flight of Space Launch System SLS and Orion, the the capsule that will uh, take crew in future missions um, to the moon and back. Uh, well, to the moon for SLS and back for yeah. uh, Orion. And then um, Artemis 2 will include astronauts, but it's just going to be a lunar flyby mission, you know, kind of um, what Apollo 7 style, is eight. that right? Apollo 8, Apollo 8 Apollo style. Did that, yeah, they did the figure 8. Yeah, just pretty much. Well, it wasn't oh, a figure just, 8, but it looks like a figure 8. Gotcha. And Apollo, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 was 11 the landing. Was the landing. I, I, 8 was the flyby. Yeah. <laughs> 10 was the, uh, the dress rehearsal for 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, so so Artemis two is an Apollo eight style mission. Artemis three is an Apollo eleven style mission where you actually touch the surface of the moon. Mm-hmm. And what's different now than before, a lot of it is is that you know there, there's not just to go visit the moon once and done, but to have um, you know infrastructure in place over time. You know, there's this lunar orbiting system called Gateway that'll eventually be a part of the Artemis mix, and it's, it's kind of you know an ISS as to Earth, at, you know, but but for the moon, and it's kind of this place that anyone that works within the Artemis program, you know, any country that works with Artemis, they can use that as a, um, you know, place to, to stay a little bit or, or keep, keep supplies, do science, that kind of thing. Um, so that's exciting. And um, a year ago, NASA announced that they were looking for a provider for a human landing system. So you've got SLS, Space Launch System, being the rocket that's made for NASA, but NASA will own that. The U.S. owns SLS, mm-hmm. and that's send that's the rocket to the moon. Um, Orion is NASA, the U.S.'s spacecraft to take astronauts to the moon. And, and, and for just to clarify, the SLS being built by Boeing uh, as the prime contractor, mm-hmm. uh, boosters by Northrop Grumman, the SRB mm-hmm. boosters, and then yeah. the capsules being built by Lockheed Martin. Yeah, yep. so it's a whole lot of it, but, of, but of old industry. Be, it is all owned by NASA, so they don't. Get yeah, it isn't like those companies. It's not like the commercial crew program yeah. where mm-hmm. Na- uh, NASA selected Boeing and SpaceX to build to develop their own rockets, and then they get to hold them, and then NASA pays per seat on those rockets. Uh, yeah, none time. of those companies are trying to compete in the market with with their SLS for customers yeah, that aren't NASA yep. or Orion for customers who aren't NASA. So that's that's all legacy, the way NASA works, the way these companies work as their contractors for NASA in, in, in many ways. Uh, and what's and so you know, SLS is there, NASA owns it, Orion's there, NASA owns it. They weren't going to own the human landing system component for some reason, I guess budgetary reasons. And that's different from Apollo. Yeah, so the re- reason why they, they changed that up is, is mostly because of the change of um, uh, just the way how NASA works. Back when SLS was being mm-hmm. first built, this was 
SLS has its roots date back to even part, even the Clinton administration. Uh, like mm-hmm. I think SLS that we know how it is now is is from the Obama administration, but before that it was the constellation program, which was under Bush. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just the way it's a contract plus with the Aries mission. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was it's a cost plus contract where they pay the cost plus then any extra amount of money that it, so that so it's a guaranteed profit for the company. Yeah. So that's the that's why that's worked that way. Now we go to a um, fixed price um, indefinite order or fixed you know for a, a, a fixed price. This is how much we're paying you per launch. Mm-hmm. You know, you decide, you know, it's all commercially driven nowadays. So that's why commercial crews like that, um, commercial resupply for the ISS is like that. And now HLS is like that. Yeah. I mean, so just for example, if SLS was a fixed price, then it just wouldn't have happened, I guess, because as a, as a cost plus, um, you know, program, then it's just however long it takes, however much it costs. That, that's why it's completely delayed. Yeah. There's yeah. no um, incentive to get stuff done early. Which, which isn't a capitalistic idea. But, and so so with, with, with uh, a fixed price, that's what they did with HLS, with the human landing system. And there was a competition to, you, you send proposals to NASA that you will develop a human landing system for NASA. They chose three out of however many proposals there were. I think there were um, four or five, I think. Yeah, out of four, four or five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they picked three to initially fund the development of in the uh, just the early process of, but not say we're actually going to use this um, for you know landing on the moon. And those three were yeah because when, they, when they when they did this, they didn't even have funding for it. They just had funding for this right. kind of like initial development. They didn't have funding for an actual lander yet. And so this is it yeah. was kind of like a maybe we'll select all three, maybe we'll only select one, maybe we'll select none of you. Like it, yeah. it, who knows what will happen. And 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 as NASA would say, so um, Kathy Loiters, the the head of um, human spaceflight and exploration at NASA, at NASA, she was saying, and just a few months ago, you know, maybe we can pick two. I think Jim Bryanstein, the former administrator of NASA, was saying yep. the same thing. If we can swing it, we'd like to pick two out of these three, so that there's a backup plan. Um, and then you know, there's the reality of the budget. And even though Artemis is and, and NASA are getting more funding than than before, you know, year over year, it's an increase even under the Biden administration, yeah. which was a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they still don't have the budget for, you know, multiple human landing system providers and they only need one to actually do it, even though there's a million benefits to having a second, you know, backup oh, provider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the, um, the, the, the three kind of selections that, that NASA had made, um, one was a, 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 def- a defense contractor called Dynetics, which we don't hear a whole lot about in, in, sa- in space news, but they're a player. And then Blue Origin led what's called the national team, which also included Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, and Draper. Mm-hmm. So it was a four-company initiative led by Blue Origin. And um, the third and cheapest component was called Spa- is called Starship. <laughs> you may be familiar with a company called SpaceX. I think we've seen that before. Uh, uh, yeah, our, in our radar. Yeah. And, um, and, 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 and NASA actually like awarded, awarded real money to these companies to develop, you know, initial plans for this. So for example, Blue Origin and the national team, they got $579 million out of a $967 million award. So they got the bulk of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and weren't, as, as I'll discuss in a moment, were not selected because their, but NASA's budget's tight and, and also performance, I guess, of, of, of what's, what they're looking at. Um, Dynetics, they're based in Alabama. They received $253 million of the over $900 million award. And then, um, SpaceX, they received $135 million to work on Starship. Um, as for, uh, Which, you know, as to, it makes sense why they, didn't, they got the little amount because you can't give, yeah. you can't give it equally amount because each these these different amounts of, of requirements and uh, SpaceX is already back when this was, uh, Worked out. I think well, they and they named direction. their price, by the way. And they, yeah, right. and, and, and SpaceX already had uh, private funding for Starship Plus. Um, I think this was around SN4, SN5 era. Mm-hmm. Um, so they already were building yes. these and, and, and testing the engines, and like the engines have been tested were being developed, you know, four, five plus years ago. So that's the reason why they yeah. got the, the least. Right, and um, you know, I don't know how you felt at the time. I'm sure we talked about it before, but I. I 
it was it was exciting that that SpaceX was included just because they're you know a relatively a relative what? newcomer compared to the other companies, but also it didn't seem likely. Uh, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, okay, so so it's going to be the national team of Dynamics. Okay, gotcha. Right. That was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so that's how it's going to go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and so to our surprise today, it's going to be officially announced um, this afternoon at, at around four four p.m. Eastern time. Um, but and and but it's been reported by um, Chris Davenport at the Washington Post based on um, based on a leaked presentation yeah. uh, document that that NASA picked just one and a SpaceX, and mm-hmm. it's because I think their their price is around two billion dollars. Yeah, and the others, you know, Blue Origin National Team and Dynetics were considerably higher than that so and i don't think that you could have got you couldn't have not gone wrong with with any of these three i think with the price of spacex and the capability that that starship brings it is an incredible like deal for nasa to use it as just as a lander it can even be used as the replacement to sls or ryan if they really wanted to um yeah which is kind of funny which is like yeah yeah, kind of funny that they've they're now have have sls's biggest competition in the same program as itself yeah um you know dianetics Mm -hmm. i I love dianetics design It, it was different it was um uh, if you if you guys don't know what it looked like, it looked like it was it looked like a little hot dog type shape of an object with the fuel tanks on the side, and like it was it landed and the door was real low to the ground, and it could be used as like they said like in the future it could be used as like a, a start of like a, um, a lunar base, kind of like how Jamestown was back in uh yeah, in, in on, on, and, yeah I was gonna say it looks like for all mankind <laughs> uh, like their lunar base yeah this looks like, like Jamestown or like a part or like a part of ISS fell off and into the moon the reason why I was so <laughs> sure that the national team was gonna get the contract because I think I, even bef- even like I was talking earlier today with with Derek uh, mm. I'm spending the the next couple of weeks with him I'm like. Uh, I was looking into some other stuff was coming out about a possible announcement, and I'm like, yeah, it'll probably be SpaceX and and national team because they want to for for depend um, redundancy, and you mm-hmm. can't go wrong with the national team's lineup of contractors plus what they gave, which was literally exactly what everything NASA wanted. It, it looks yeah. like a Apollo lander Mark II. Like imagine like if they would have built the Apollo lander in 2021, pretty much. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> this is, this is cool stuff. I mean, yeah, SpaceX's I, starship modified for it to be an HLS, you know, yeah, system. So it doesn't um, have, well, you know, it doesn't have the fins. It's going to be painted white. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a uh, mm-hmm. new landing thrusters, um, more higher up. So there's less debris mm-hmm. flying around. So it, there's a mock-up of it at down in Boca Chica, which, mm-hmm. Uh, it, I don't know if anyone was around when SpaceX won the uh, commercial crew one contract and they got about $3 billion from that. That mm-hmm. changed how SpaceX does things. They were in a small, like smaller um, area over in, I think it was Sanguindo. I can't remember how you pronounce the city of, uh, in California, like a small area. Then they moved to Hawthorne, have all this new space, the launch pads. Boca Chica is going to, with the new like $2.9 billion, I can't imagine what's going to change down there in Boca Chica. Like, <laughs> Yeah, probably no more tents for them. Like, let's get some real buildings <laughs> down there. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 awesome. So, uh, with what they announced a year ago, or, or what they proposed a year ago, was you know developing Starship, um, fully integrated lander, and of, of course, Starship is is both the system and the upper stage of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, on the moon, you'll have the upper stage of the system, but to get it to the moon, you'll have the full Starship system, which yep. means the super heavy booster will be included and we're really we're getting close now to the to the super heavy being like out on display for testing in one the first booster is is in Mm -hmm. the high bay and it's all stacked um it's a pathfinder one so we might not see it it might get moved to the to the orbital pad if it gets finished they're working on it but i don't know but um uh all the the other two contracts had to be launched on another rocket so dynetics i think relied uh solely on SLS to launch it in one piece. I think it could launch mm-hmm. on a Atlas V or a Vulcan in multiple pieces. Mm-hmm. You have multiple launches. <laughs> so which is like I think when they announced when they announced that and they announced that um you know like SLS which adds to the cost. Which, I yeah, mean, which like double SLS won't be launching <laughs> multiple anything launches. other than like probably Orion. So they kinda like no that that, that probably was never gonna happen. And then mm-hmm. uh I think national teams relied on it was either ULA's Vulcan, nice no, like ULA's yeah Vulcan or um, uh, 
uh, Blue Origins, New, uh, New Glenn. New Glenn. I, I think you could launch yeah. either of them. And I think primarily it would and be on New Glenn. That's so interesting because, you know, Vul- Vulcan's near but not yet launched. Um, it, New Glenn has plenty is, of contracts. Is, it just got announced today. It just got added to uh, um, NASA's launch services program, uh, Vulcan did. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's ready to launch pretty much. Yeah. But it, but it's it's not so different. I mean, New New Glenn hasn't launched, and I think the the closest one is the end of next year. And it's just because of how the the customers are lined well, up. I, I, yeah, I wonder if that's going to get slipped further now because I bet they 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 said that their the whole timeline that they had before was based off of the um, national security launch contract, which they didn't win. And I bet yeah. a little bit of that money they were hoping was going to come from the HLS contract, which now they didn't win. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll see how, what the timeline does for for new Glenn. Yeah. So this is really exciting. I mean, so, so, and now everyone can participate in terms of when you're watching Starship's development in Boca Chica, mm-hmm. um, you know, will it land? Will it not explode? Um, oh, look, there's a super, there's a new part of it that's way taller and makes this thing humongous, super heavy. Um, <laughs> you know, crazy. all of that is not just, yeah, it's, it's not just, oh, you know, how well is Elon Musk's space exploration company doing? Um, and how exciting is it for the industry? But it's also, Oh, that's just good for NASA and the United States and anyone involved in the Artemis program, which is an international yeah. program. When, uh, yeah, when I think it was SN5, I think it was when the, was the first flight after the contract. It was like, we just witnessed the first flight tests of NASA's next, like, lunar yeah. possible, possibly NASA's next lunar lander, which is like, and, and, and we've, we've seen since like, SN8. crazy. Since then, we've seen like SN8 and all these other flights, which has been. I was, was going to say, since SN8, we've seen like, like, you know, Na- NASA fly their jets around. Oh yeah, we, we were down there for <laughs> scope SMB it out. We got buzzed by some teeth yeah. of, uh, by their by their uh, planes flying down. So yeah. like, <laughs> and there's been pictures of just astronauts, like you know, former a- or current astronauts who've been to space and will be a part of the or will be a part of the Artemis program, mm-hmm. um, visiting, you know, Boca Chica, Texas, and it's like. You know, now it's more to do with NASA, but before that, you know, SpaceX's only Artemis involvement was, you know, that they were a part of this proposal, one of three to be selected in the future, but then they also were selected for a cargo contract using um, a, a version. Yeah, a version of their Dragon spacecraft called Dragon XL, which sounds cool, extra large. Uh, and there was an update on that yesterday from spacenews.com, and it was that. In the year since being announced, there's been no update to it. They haven't been paid yet, and they're working. This it's all it's still there. Like nothing's changed for the worse or better. Yeah. It's just we won't know about that until there's more, you know, finite stuff with Artemis. Yeah, that was a really weird like announcement because it came from NASA, didn't come from SpaceX. Uh, the design of it looks nothing like something SpaceX can put out. Like it, it's it's a really <laughs> weird contract, but like it's gonna it means more Falcon Heavy launches. I'm cool with it. So, <laughs> and that was the first involvement of SpaceX in the Artemis program. Yep. This is the second, and I would say supplying Gateway is one thing, but you know, being the vehicle for getting astronauts from you know. The moon's orbit to the moon's surface. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's a big a deal. Huge, it's a huge deal. And it's going to mean yeah. it's probably a huge deal for everyone who's been working extremely hard down there in Boca Chica. It's, it's, yeah. And also for it's really cool to for, see like the images of the, uh, of NASA astronauts and the, you know, in the blue flight suits, the iconic blue yeah. flight suits that they have down there and, and walking around. Cause that's, that's something that might be regular now at, at, over in Hawthorne, but it's put something mm-hmm. brand new down in there in Boca Chica. So it's really cool to see that. Yeah. So it's also big for SpaceX in their history because not only have they been cargo suppliers, you know, with 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 uh, Dragon um, and the commercial resupply services contract, then they were the first under the commercial crew program mm-hmm. to do a test flight with humans, Bob and Doug, to the ISS and using Crew Dragon, <laughs> and now they're the first operational with Crew One. And then on April twenty second, crew two, and and, then, <laughs> and, and you're good, yeah. <laughs> and, and and so and and then now it's been announced that they'll be the the ones that are going to take oh. you know astronauts from from the moon's orbit and, to the surface. So just, it's not, they're very involved. Don't forget the first you know fully private, fully commercial space flight. <laughs> With, true. With, uh, true. With, with inspiration four coming up, like uh, yeah, and and, it, and and all that, it would be one thing if it was like okay, cool, they're they're successful, but they're they're getting NASA's contract, so it's still the same thing basically. Um, but but it's not that case, you know. There's there's Starlink, which is the you know their global internet service, mm-hmm. and that's for their own you know business model, but also. 
you know, this, this is line, like even just this year, the so crew two is going to overlap with inspiration four, which is a totally private mission. Um, next year, there's going to be what the axiom mission. So that's totally commercial, nothing to do with NASA or the government. Um, so it truly is a commercial partner. Um, that, that isn't just commercial in, in the sense of, you know, we, we, we have one customer, it's NASA, we, we, but they have, because there was Orbital <laughs> ATK, which is not, which is, uh, under now Northrop Grumman, but before that, they, yeah. you could buy, if you want, if you had the money, you could <laughs> buy an Antares, like rocket and launch uh-huh. it. Like they were fully commercial. And like, and same thing with, uh, with, with United Launch Alliance before they formed into United Launch Alliance, where it was just Boeing and Lockheed Martin. Anyone could yeah. buy a rocket from them. It, it's just, is <laughs> stupidly expensive. And there wasn't a market for it. Yeah. yeah and, and it looks like the only commercial vi- viability before SpaceX was Roscosmos, which is, was his Russian space agency because, uh, I can't remember the name. I think I can't remember yes. the name of the, the company that, that, um, would like, do the deal between the companies and, and the person who wanted to fly space adventures, the space adventures. Thank you. Yeah, Cause they flew like, yeah. uh, they flew a couple on the Soyuz rocket up to the ISS. But like, if you wanted to do that, you had to get, uh, there was a, either you had to be a stupid rich or get yeah. like, uh, some funding contracts to, to like, Oh, like, I'll, I'll do some experiments up there in the ISS, mm-hmm. you know, like while I'm up there for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of space adventures, they're they're also a customer of SpaceX. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, next year, or the year after that, they're going to be doing one of these private missions. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane that they're that this is all coming just from a company trying to launch a, a little greenhouse to Mars. <laughs> That's all they want. Yeah, to which hasn't which hasn't happened yet. Which is what all all Elon wanted to do, and all he wanted to do was just get some ICBMs from Russia, and they they laughed him mm-hmm. out of the room. So I had to flight back yeah. and decided, you know, what? I'm going to build my own. So. Yeah. And, and also to say that, you know, speak to Starship and what it's for is that, you know, SpaceX has never pitched it as this is a moon rocket. <laughs> they, they've always pitched it as this is a Mars and beyond rocket. The moon's on the way. So that's just included. Yeah. But it isn't like they've, they've you know, met their moonshot goal. It, it's that this is going to help them meet their Mars shot goal <laughs> beyond, yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, you know, an almost $3 billion yeah. investment is a big deal. Yep. You know, for context, you know, from my nine to five Mac experience, whenever Apple bought Beats, it was for $3 billion. <laughs> and <this laughs> and that, that was the foundation of Apple Music. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, and this is just the start of what SpaceX is going to do with Starship. So, yep. um, yep. W- with other SpaceX news, uh, just a quick tidbit, uh, just a quick thing about about it. Uh, we, we've mm-hmm. seen uh, this week Miss, both Miss Tree and Miss Chief, which were two uh, um, the fairy and catcher twins sisters, as we called them, over here on the east coast of, of, uh, of Florida uh, on the Space Coast. They were in charge of going out there for the missions with these massive mm-hmm. nets and attempting to catch the, the fairings as they fell down. Uh, they have uh, left the fleet. Sadly, um, they, it's been kind of determined that putting massive nets on the back of ship and trying to catch a fairing from space isn't the best idea. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if you almost miss and hit the crew. Yeah, it is <laughs> a boat. really cool idea. Um, but it was it, they were mostly just fishing them out of the water and then they came back and they yeah. were being reused and refurbished. So uh, we have uh, Sheila Bordelon, which is a... Uh, uh, a contracted ship for now. Uh, most likely, that's going to stay contracted, uh, and they're going to mm-hmm. be uh, fair- catching them out with the crane. But yeah, it was sad to see them leave. Um, they did some like water gun salutes. They have little water cannons on the back of yeah. the ship, and they they uh, they shot it out, and it was a little sad. Like I was, I was, mm-hmm. it was kind of sad to see them go because I liked. I liked back to uh, Morgan City, right, Louisiana. Yeah, over in Louisiana. Morgantown. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure where <laughs> Miss Chief went, but yeah, Miss Tree went over down okay. to uh, went over to Louisiana. They're in a dry dock now, most likely, and yeah, and they're gonna get some maintenance. And then there's a little bit in the back of my head that I'm like, I'm hoping that maybe one of them goes out to the West Coast. Um, yeah, Miss Tree started out on the West Coast, so maybe they might maybe put a crane on their deck and send her out. Yeah. West. These, these, are, these are boats, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are boats, by the way. And, and yeah, <laughs> that, that, but you cried about it. You know, I, I, I you're, cried. you're a sincere person. I'm a, I have feelings. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I was over in Pasagula getting my, 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 uh, second of, of two Pfizer vaccinations, uh, this, this week. And Pasagula is in Mississippi. It's on the Gulf coast. And that's where, um, SpaceX has purchased an oil rig to be refurbished and one of two and turned into rigs. a, yeah, yeah, to, to be turned into a mobile spaceport for, uh, Starship <laughs> to launch. <laughs> and, uh, what is, is it? Phobos and Deimos? Yeah. The, the names of these. Of, uh, the two moons of Mars. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Phobos is in Pascagoula, Mississippi. And I, I found, you know, where the, the company that's working on it for SpaceX is and um, took a drive over there. There's a lot of stuff going on. You can't really see anything from the parking lot side. I mean, you can see a lot of stuff, but um, not up close. But it's something I'd love to get closer to. And now it's 20 minutes from where I live. So I'm not at the Cape anymore, but it's I've got that in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I wanted to say about SpaceX, as you know, we were talking about Artemis, is that uh, last week, on Friday, there was the budget release from NASA that included an increase in funding for the Artemis program. And in that budget, NASA started using new language about the Artemis program. They previously said that Artemis 3 is the mission to send the first woman and next man to the moon. And again, mm-hmm. Kathy Leuters, you know, the, he- the head of human spaceflight at NASA, has said she wouldn't mind it being, or she hasn't ruled it out being two women. Which is awesome, you know, and the new language. And I think that really just came from her, like off the cuff, you know, her putting it out in the universe, (laughs) which was great. Um, And then the language has changed this time to instead of the first woman and next man to the first woman and the first person of color. So um, that that is news. I saw some people confused about it, but it is news because before there was no um, commitment to prioritizing a person of color. Even if half of the 18 astronaut cadre for Artemis um, are people of color, and, and I forget how many females, but it may, I think it's actually 50-50, if, if I'm not mistaken, nine. Um, so it was possible, but it was also possible that it wouldn't be a person of color. Um, and there's still, a, you know, the, the gender mix is still up in the air. It's going to be based on, I guess, performance and what happens. But, um, you know... It, I am all for this. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's make history. Let's make yeah. this normal. You know, it, it's just this year with Crew One where Victor Glover becomes the first um, you know African American person to live on the space station for at least in a period of time, not just go on a shuttle mission and leave, but to stay and live there mm-hmm. full time. Um, and it, yeah, yeah. And he made the point. You know, he didn't want to make that story about him, but he wanted it to be about let's let's. It, it's. I can't speak to why it didn't happen before. It's happening now. And this, this, these should just be, you know, from his point of view, that these should be be things that happen. Um, Mm -hmm. but you do have to have the first one out of the way before it's routine, you know, and then keep that behavior up too. So I was excited about that. Yeah. Super exciting to see, you know, the, as the, uh, one socially, it, 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 that changes and everything gets more, you know, uh, allowing of that. And nothing mm-hmm. stops other people from able to do what they want to do. And then just as the, the, the pull from who you pull for astronauts from before it was only, um, men who were fighter pilots, you know, back in the, um, the, the Mercury yeah. days. And now it's <laughs> your engineer, like software engineer. Cool. Like, uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you just, just be someone who can, you know, who is reliable. I mean, and to, to, to go to the moon, you go to space. Yeah, to go to the moon, you're going to need experts in different fields, not yeah. just test pilots. Yeah, you know? it's, 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 <laughs> it wasn't until Apollo 17 where we launched the first scientist. Uh, right. That like, was, geologists it, are good yeah. on, on big rocks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, maybe we should actually send like someone who knows what the hell they're looking at. And, uh, like, not, and people who study astronauts weren't trained yeah. enough to know what they're looking at, but like, it's just different when you send yeah. someone who, who knows that and mm-hmm. being able to widen your pool from who you pull from, it, it's yeah. going to be insane. It's going to be great for, for, yeah. uh, the, the industry. That's right. And, and also just in covering the HLS news today on Space Explored, I got to use the, the new language, uh, you know, for Artemis, a set of space exploration program <laughs> nice. that includes a mission to send the first woman and first person of color to the moon during this decade. Nice. They dropped a 2024 mention from, from the budget. Not you know, that was the, that. not surprised at all by the that previous one. administration's, you know, self-imposed deadline. Um, they just don't say a year now. And so I say during this decade, cause it'll probably be like 2025, 2026. 2025 looks yeah. good. 2026. Yeah. It has to be 2026, but it, yeah. 2028 is like the conservative guess now where it's like, I by really then. hope so. I really hope it's not 2028. All right. Yeah. So moving on, speaking of astronaut launches this week, blue origin, uh, launched not astronauts, but they did launch, um, it was a- mannequin Skywalker yeah. to space on the new Shepard rocket for NS 15. Yeah. And there was some semi astronaut involvement involved, right? Yeah. So we're getting closer and closer to seeing new Shepard launch, uh, crewed vehicles. Uh, and finally, after how many years of development, 15 test launches, uh, finally launched, uh, launched ticket holders who have purchased tickets to fly on this vehicle. So this was their first uncrewed flight, but crewed dress rehearsal for 
uh, for those crewed flights. So they had, um, I think, up, I think there were six crew members, uh, six Blue Origin employees that posed as uh, as crew members, and they boarded the flight, boarded the uh, New Shepard capsule, got all strapped in. They even like closed the hatch up um, on the pad and got it pretty much all ready for launch, and then deboarded everyone off the uh, capsule, and then they put in uh, Mannequin Skywalker. Which is you know, still the best name for any uh, mannequin ever, uh, and put that installed uh, mannequin Skywalker to get more um, you know test data as it launched. It launched um, successfully, um, gladly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once the capsule landed um, in the desert, not that far away, all the actual crew members got back in to the capsule. They sealed up the hatch. <laughs> And so they practice recovery as well from uh, yeah. from the landing. So this is their first uh, of those. Uh, I think their next one they mentioned will do something similar, or we'll have test pilots actually uh, test um, you know custody you know, people on board during the launch possibly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're getting closer and closer to finally see uh, you know an actual hey we're ready for commercial flight because between you know Blue Origin and, and Virgin Galactic they say that they're going to be able to fly. You know, he, uh, anyone who pays for a ticket, but they still have yet to, to do it. So it's cool to finally see yeah. it getting closer and closer. Yeah. And this is for, you know, basically a 10 to 12 minute flight to the edge of, of Earth, you know, yeah, it in, just goes into straight up. space. Um, but it, it mm-hmm. actually doesn't hit the Carmen line. So you don't get to become an actual astronaut, sadly. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to say they're not going to not say that. I mean, they're, yeah, they're not going to say that. But I think it, it Plus, you, you, you can say I've gone to space like it's, you know, Carmen, Carmen line. You can fudge it. Yeah, you're close enough. You're like a couple, like I think you're like a couple miles away. Um, yeah, but uh, no, no FAA commercial astronaut pins for you. So, it's like if you're in Boca Chica, Texas, you can use you know Mexico's cell towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I basically went to Mexico. Like I, I stood <laughs> yeah, up yeah. in Rio Grande, where and I looked and I looked at Mexico. <laughs> I went to Mexico. Yeah. I went to Mexico. So yeah, yeah uh, you're basically you go straight up and it comes back down. Virgin Galactic kind of glides up there. You know, they kind of. They go straight. I would love to do down. any of these. I would do if only it wasn't like over two hundred thousand dollars for a ticket. Like yeah, and, and nice. it's and it's not just you know rich people who are going to you know go to space and take pictures. No, yeah. It will be that. It, it will be that. But but they're also they're already you know they're they're who is it? Alan Boyle is that his name? The, the uh, I forget his name, but there's 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 a prominent um, you know scientist who's going to yeah. So they've. They've already have. They both Go. have contracts with NASA to actually send uh, not just uh, payloads, like scientific payloads that could use like the uh, the zero G of, of those flights, but also to send their astronauts for training, zero G training um, mm-hmm. up there. Because before, otherwise, you have to fly on their on the vomit comet. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly if that's what it's called for the NASA plane. I know the actual vomit comet. I think it's like a attraction over in Las Vegas you can fly on. But they just go flight yeah. up and down, up and down, and it's like it, it's it's not great on the stomach. So <laughs> these are way way mm-hmm. way more easier, and you get way more um you know like free like uh, uh free falling you know zero g effect in it. So uh, yeah, it's, these are going to be really good additions to the uh, to this NASA's arsenal of, of training purposes and, and experiment mm-hmm. sending. Uh, but yeah. I want to do do a quick correction from myself. Alan Boyle's a journalist, not not the person okay. who's going to go. I would um, love to see your. <laughs> I want to see your journalist go to space too. Just, no, Zach calls the journalist who's going to go. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, it, rumor has it. Is that a business expense? <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my humor budget. <laughs> uh, so we also got a addition onto um, the uh, the deputy NASA administrator. Yeah, so just just today, just as we're recording, um, it, it's been it's been reported that Pam Melroy will be the new deputy NASA administrator. At least she'll be nominated from the Biden administration. So we've got Bill Nelson, former shuttle attendee, <laughs> uh, and I think it's the term or mission specialist, okay. mission specialist. I think okay, the, the congressman who went to space on the shuttle. Yes, um, Bill Nelson, and, and uh, which this whole you know SpaceX human landing system you know thing is just even better because you know Bill Nelson is not in the chair yet. He's he has he's been nominated, and the hearings I think are going to be like this month. But um, this isn't like a Bill Nelson decision. <laughs> he's, yeah, it's interesting to see that they. I was actually waiting. I, I didn't think they were going to make the announcement until Bill Nelson was sworn in like yeah well and this announcement was supposed to be made a few months ago and it just wasn't ready yet yeah it's yeah so yeah it's interesting to see so we have two people who have gone to space who will be yeah palmary has gone to space she's been a commander of a space shuttle Mm -hmm. so and i I think she's only the 
I was going to say, I think she's only the fifth female uh, NASA deputy administrator. Yep. The first being appointed uh, during the Bush administration. Um, that that was uh, Shana Dell. That was in 2005. And then we know Lori Garver. She's she's you know in the news these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, so there's only been four, and if confirmed, then then Pam Melroy will be um, the, the fifth. It, and be, she was. It'll also be really interesting was, with with uh, Bill mm-hmm. Nelson being the. Uh, uh, the minister because he wasn't necessarily pro um, commercial group or pro uh, 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 SL, like anything commercialization. Um, yeah, so I'm it, really I'm really curious what Pam Melroy's views are on that. I don't know, um, yeah, I don't know Pam's. I'm always I'm happy seeing NASA astronauts move up the change into yeah. uh, move over to Washington and do stuff because they've all been they've all done really well, really good jobs as as politicians actually. So and she was floated as. A candidate for being a NASA administrator mm-hmm. um, between um, election day and inauguration day. Um, it, it was reported by Politico that that Biden's team was aiming to appoint the first female uh, NASA administrator. That didn't pan out, um, and all I can guess is that they they really liked the the um, Jim Bridenstine model, where a former congressman was. They know how to get the, the person done. leading. Like it, it's like, yeah, you don't like to see politicians. Well, we've only, we've only got one example so far, only, but only, yeah, we've only got a few like, examples. But like, it, a lot of people were not happy when Jim Bridenstine came in as administrator. Yeah, but including Bill Nelson. <laughs> yeah, but like he got stuff done. Like he had connections. He knew how to work the system. Like he knew how to get yeah. stuff through. And Bill Nelson's gonna. He sat on the. Bill Nelson sat on the the uh, um, the subcommittees for space. Like he knows those people. Yeah. He's friends with those people. He knows the people locally at the Space Coast. Like he, I, he, I think he's going to be whether or not you, you know, or, or whether or not you like that he was uh, whatever side of the aisle that he was on. Uh, he's he's conservative gonna, Democrat. <laughs> yeah, whether or not you're 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 on that side or not, uh, or approve of his uh, ideas. You know, hopefully he's going to valid to run nasa in a way and, and with someone as uh with pam uh, melroy as like someone who mm-hmm. has gone through the astronaut program has seen nasa and knows nasa inside and out uh they're gonna yeah. be a good team together i think yeah and, and the the best part of nasa i think is the I mean, administ- the administrator and the deputy administrator are obviously very important and they're you know they they, they translate with the mm-hmm. president if the president's opinionated what the president wants to do with NASA. Um, but it's the, the people who stay between administrations mm-hmm. that are at the top, you know, there's, it, there's a number of um, directorate leaders. The you people, know. the associate administrators, those are the people mm-hmm. who are um, very influential and mm-hmm. the ones who move the market and where it goes. So, you know, Kat, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kathy over there, Kathy Lloyders, Lloyders uh, Zuberkin, um, Tom, yeah, um, Thomas Zuberkin. I can't remember. Great. Those are the two biggest ones because they do the human spaceflight and the well, Steve, Steve Jurisic, even like he's the <laughs> yeah. acting, yeah. like they do uh, amazing work. They're the ones who truly lead the program where it goes, as long as the, the, yeah. as well as the center directors like JPL and, and Johnson mm-hmm. and Kennedy and stuff like that. They're the ones who really yeah. move the market. I think you missed the crew two press conference today, but uh, Steve Jarsix, who's the um, acting administrator in between having one nominated and appointed uh, mm-hmm. and confirmed, um, you know, in his remarks, he was, you know, reading his, his, his script and um, before introducing uh, the crew two astronauts and he read, I've been at NASA for 30 years and then he was like, oh, they always put that in my in my script and remind me how old I am. And, but that's just an example of, you know, he's the acting administrator, yeah. but it's because he's been, you know, there, he's for been so there for so long. Years. Yeah, he's been yeah. there for a very, very long time. Yep. Um, let's talk about Mars again. More Mars news. So Ingenuity. <laughs> Back to Mars. We, we've talked about it for a bit that they take to ride along with the Perseverance um, uh, Mars rover. It, we're going to come. We're coming up on the the month. It, it is it's April, so it's the month of Ingenuity, which is where uh, uh, Ingenuity was deployed onto the surface. You know, in the, in the last couple of weeks, and they've done some tests. Um, last week, they did some um, some low speed uh, tests of the rotors to spin them up, and they ended up doing a high speed test Friday evening if, if i believe correctly and there was uh there may have been some issues uh with it, it the vehicle's fine the vehicle's all safe uh there, there's no doesn't look there's any damage they announced that they're going to need to set up new flight software for it um mm-hmm. which could take some time um and so they were pushing the date back but this one's kind of more of a uh, we'll give you a date now whenever we know 
<laughs> when there's a date when we can update it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, TBD. It, it, this is a it's a test demonstrator. It has a very low bar of what to do. I'm sure they've already already learned a lot just by doing the high speed and low speed test. The the issue mm-hmm. came across a um, a time. I just I just totally blanked out what the name of the timer they, is. They, they do want to fly it though. Yeah, they really want to spin it. And they have to, yeah, so yeah. They, they have to really get this up. And there was there was a timer that that triggered that triggered and something that triggered that that caused the issue. But they're updating the software. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it only has like a I think it has a thirty to sixty day like lifespan. So they have to do this stuff kind of quickly, um, which is going to mm-hmm. eat into the time how long how long it can do flights and. And uh, pressure. only in perseverance can't just sit around for everything because perseverance will be documentary and, and, and documenting in like trim is used as a base station for for the yeah. helicopter. So they can't hold us off indefinitely. So, yeah, I, I saw some background on this and it, it was that it's not, not nothing as far as the issue is like you couldn't have imagined it or didn't prepare for it. Um, and, and that the whole process they have to go through in terms of, you know, sending a, a, they can't just do like a Delta update where it's just like a couple lines of code, even though that's all you have to change mm-hmm. and to make this corrected. They have to do, you know, send the entire software, you know, stack over, um, including that change, you know, the, mm-hmm. the two lines of code change. Um, but it got the, the code goes to Perseverance, the rover, which then gives it to ingenuity. So it's yeah. a team effort. It, um, which is, which is one reason why the time frame is so low because they can't just have ingenuity yeah. just sitting around doing nothing while it, yeah. well, it's probably not doing nothing, but you know, it, it can't just have it sit and not move it's around. Taking pics. Taking pictures. Yeah. It's probably scanning some rocks. It's on, it's on TikTok. Listen, it's it's uh, <laughs> perseverance is living life out there. You know, it, perseverance is a TikTok. That would be wonderful. Perseverance if it's, is a TikTok. I agree with that. Yeah. Are you doing like some, some dances. <laughs> the the time, time limitations in the clip format is great for for uh, data latency. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so engineering needs a software update, but it's not game over yet, which is yeah, great because still, there are like yeah, we still have plenty. There of are multiple flights planned, and at what at some point during like you know the one three three phase, it could be game over for ingenuity. In which case, you couldn't get to the the later experiments because each one is harder than the first one or the one that they came before it. So, uh, but it, just a little bit of drama, but nothing that's game over yet for ingenuity. Yeah, we're just having great. A, we're just our hearts being played with. That's all. It's fine. Mm-hmm. That's right. Everything's fine. We're used to it by now. Yep. Um, I want to talk about some, some couple of movies, um, that have came across my radar, uh, just this past week. Um, one is on Netflix and it comes out on May 6th. Well, that's in Germany. Hopefully it's everywhere in the world. May 6th. Um, yeah, it's, it's called Stowaway. And I didn't know about it until like I saw a tweet or something, but it, it has, um, Anna Kendricks. You know her? Oh yes, Anna, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I we know. know, we, know. We, we know Anna. Oh, I know Anna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. We know Anna Kendrick. <laughs> so, back. you know, imagine just just picture her face, but as an astronaut. That's a movie coming out I will, called Stowaway, and I think I might watch that movie. Me too, because it's Anna Kendrick <laughs> and it's space, she, but yeah. also it's Anna Kendrick. It's space and Anna Kendrick it put it together, and it's perfection. She's yeah. a great actor. She's Love she's it. like the she's like the lead troll in Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's going to be an astronaut. Um, so the description of the movie is this. Uh, it's a sci-fi drama. It's two hours long. Um, a three-person crew on a mission to Mars, this is going to shock you, faces an impossible choice when an unplanned passenger, stowaway, jeopardizes the lives of everyone on board. So sounds sounds scary. Kind of sounds stressful. It, um, yeah, cool. I, I, I did look into <laughs> But it's Anna Kendrick. <laughs> and so like in the issues, like apparently they only have enough oxygen for three people and food for three people. And like there's all, I, I look into it like – of course, it's Hollywood, so they're not gonna they're gonna tailor the details for the storyline. It's like it doesn't really make sense that they only have enough oxygen for three people. Like usually NASA will over-engineer it for like six people. Like, but okay, like, okay. Yeah, but but we'll for inter- for the sake of well, it's, it's, it's Mars though. So can you can you really over-engineer a Mars mission in 2021? You know, <laughs> I'm sure they can over They'll over-engineer everything NASA does. <laughs> yeah, if, if um, NASA's known for anything, it's definitely over-engineering. Yeah, and the, and the next one is like way more sci-fi, but it's spacey, and it caught my attention because as as a person who's been um, vaccinated uh, fully now, um, going to the movies has been on my mind, like going to a theater. Oh, I can't wait! It's you know, and, and and I have fully vaccinated friends, and like we can go to a movie together. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, um, fully va- it's great. I just got to last night. I got to go see my grandmother for the first time in like a year and a half. Oh, that's awesome! And like my mom yeah. and I went because we're vaccinated. It was so awesome. Like I just can't wait. I got the hugger. It was awesome. Like it was great. Yeah, I, I remember in March 2019 thinking, "Oh, it's going to be six weeks. This is horrible." <laughs> like, <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the second movie is a movie that is in theaters or, or, or yeah, it's already in theaters. It's called Voyagers. Have you heard of this? I've not. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it until I was looking at like movies that are in theaters. And, um, the description is this, a crew of astronauts on a multi-generational mission. So I guess it's going far away and you want to have kids who become the adults on the mission because humans have a limited lifespan. Um, this, uh, a crew of astronauts on a multi-generational mission descends into paranoia and madness, not knowing what is real or not. And that's a short description. Hmm. Um, but from what I've seen, um, it's that these, these, kids have no choice but to be you know go go to space as they're like infants and then they're raised on a spacecraft um and they're drugged to not have like emotions and things that that you know would cause a society to have issues hmm. um you know freedom of choice yeah okay <laughs> you can't disagree if you have no choice that's fair and um and then the premise is you know in their teenage years they kind of find out and, and hmm. word spreads and then it's just like you know calamity after that um and and uh colin farrell's in the and he's in it so okay. that's pretty cool that's, yeah. that's a, that sounds interesting if it, yeah, if it makes it's, it's apple, uh, if it makes it the apple tv plus i'll watch it well it's, so it's gonna it's in theaters and um you know, I guess it'll, be, it'll have a digital release eventually if it's not already available on um, digitally on demand. But um, it seems kind of stressful, you know, like it, this would be a good time for like a peaceful space movie because it was going to be very like tranquil. Um, but um, the trailer, if you watch the trailer for it, it's like half sci-fi, half uh, like euphoria, the, the <laughs> HBO show, because <laughs> it's the teenagers when they they did <laughs> the revolt and then like a little bit of horror because it's because it's scary, you know. Interesting. So that's interesting. Yeah, a couple of space flicks out, out there or. <laughs> us but not yet in front of us um and let's talk about your thing which is what you've done this week yeah so if you guys notice it's like we've one we, we, we've been slow on posting the few days because one i, I underestimated air shows busyness but uh we we posted something about sun and fun day one uh we talked about kind of, sun and fun so you go to the sun sun and fun sun and yeah. fun uh uh-huh. so it's an air show down here in lakeland florida uh, it happens every year it's been happening since 74 i believe um it cool. started out just as like a bunch of people from different pilot administration uh associations wanted to like just they were flying like they fly their aircraft in they land uh they kind of walk around to check out all the other owners airplanes and then they fly out now it has turned into a, an insane expo of uh you know thousands of pilots fly in um they uh there's like little sellers you know vendors come in and they and they like have different you know equipment for for air, for uh for pilots like uh little like so there's apps out there for iPads for people to you know use their devices as like you know with all the charts and all that so they have all these vendors and there's an air show that happens and there's like a daily air shows and it happens for like it's like six days long and so we, we we're down here covering it and uh yeah i am sunburned very very sunburned um mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. tuesday uh did not have sunscreen not a single cloud in the sky and uh, i have my arms and my legs are just and my face are just red so yeah we're, we've been covering that i gotta write an article out today about you know covering day two and day three the blue angels i hear if you know who the blue angels are they're uh yeah who's all who's all been up there because we've got a bunch of photographers oh yeah there, Derek right? wise has been with me most of the time and tran uh will be coming out here as well uh astrid yeah. and jenny as well um jenny and astrid were out there yesterday for the blue angels we were out mm-hmm. there for blue angels arrival um which i was nerding out completely i was like trying to fan not fanboy because we got the interview um the number one pilot for the fat albert which is their c-130 um mm-hmm. uh, super hercules and then uh, later on the uh, actual F- uh, fa-18 super hornets came in which is what they fly and so I was trying not to fanboy at all because I've been a huge Blue Angel fan ever since I was little. I loved them. And I was standing in front of one of the pilots asking him, trying to come up with like, you know, good questions to ask him. (laughs) 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 And not just fanboy out and take photos and not get in the way of Derek's video, which I did. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, it was great to have like, you know, just to be out there talk with the, you know, with all the people. And we were on the tarmac, tarmac when they came in the land and we were like, I was maybe like 30 feet away from them when they came in the taxi and park it was super super cool so they're doing they do the first show today and then as well shows on tomorrow and sunday 
And uh, sweet. Yeah, no, it's been fun. So it, we're, we're doing some more covering of some more, you know, general aviation news here on the site. So mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully you guys are interested in that. And uh, yeah, it'd be great. Well, t- t- today's planes are tomorrow's spacecraft. What? You mean, t- <laughs> I'm pretty sure yesterday's planes are today's spacecraft. <laughs> yeah, which lines up with today's planes are tomorrow's spacecrafts. Man, Virgin Virgin Galactic can use that. Can we get a, can we get a SpaceX uh, demo team out there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Uh, actually, it was funny yesterday. Uh, uh, yesterday, when we I left after Blue Rangers' arrival because I needed to go get up to the villages to see my uh, mm-hmm. my grandmother. But uh, they did uh, the Blue Angels are the U.S. Navy's demo team, and so they did like the little practice routine. They did a little practice when they landed, and over in Cocoa Beach. There's another air show happening this weekend, and the Air Force's demo team, the Thunderbirds, were over there. And so what they did, they did a little flyover, the Sun and Fun air show, as a good luck to the Blue Origin team. The Blue Origin. Nice. Blue Angels team. Uh-huh. <laughs> it didn't work, though. It didn't work. Yeah, they, uh, the Thunderbirds did a flyover. It was kind of like a good luck to the uh, Blue Angels team uh, demonstrating. Because uh. this is the first show in their brand new... Um, last uh, for the past like thirty years, Blue Angels have used the FA eighteen Hornets, and now they're using mm-hmm. the um, eighteen uh, Super Hornets as well as they were using the Hercules C one thirty. Now they're using the Super Hercules C one thirty. So they've cool. upgraded their fleet first time this year, the, doing the first air show. And I like how the the Air Force and the Navy, who usually do not get along that well, uh, <laughs> kind of having That's a great. little. Oh, you're doing a show this weekend? Here, let's just make an appearance and uh, fly over. Yeah. So, Space Force to join in now. Yeah, I guess I guess it did work with, I, with I, Blue I, Angel. You know what? Because the Space Force needs a demo team of like SpaceX dragons, like, and they can do a yeah. little, like you can like have little they have put a little lights on them in the box. So you can see them yeah. in orbit as they fly over and do little formations. That I, guess, I guess Blue Origin, uh, the Blue Angels flyover did work because because NS15 was successful this week. Yeah. So. <laughs> <You should've>, cool. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. why we have more articles coming this to, this week from from Sun and Fun, and hopefully my sunburn yeah gets better. Um, I think today I might be wrong about this, but I think Kate Rubens comes back from ISS. Maybe and next Thursday, a week week a week from yesterday is Crew Crew uh, Two, yeah, next, which is also our oh, yeah, birthday. Oh yeah, next Thursday is Crew Two right now. Um, yep. Early morning, six eleven a.m. and uh, cloudy. So, if yep. you're in Florida, definitely head out and check it out. So, I gotta, yep. I'll be down here. I'm staying here for a few weeks to see that as well. Cool. So, let us know how it is. I will. Uh, I, I will give you. I will report back. All right, I'm, I'm gonna play us out. Ready? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. That's all I got for now. <laughs> Thank you everyone for, for listening to this week's episode of the uh, Space Explored Podcast. Of course, you can follow us everywhere uh, where podcasts are, are available at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or on our website at spaceexplored.com. You can follow me at on Twitter and Instagram at Seth Kirk, S-C-T-H-K-U-R-K. And then you can follow Zach at... Apollo Zach on Twitter, A-P-O-L-L-O-Z-A-C. Awesome. And then, of course, follow us. Uh, read more on uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, uh, is it still space underscore explored? It's space underscore explored until, yeah. uh, until I can work my magic. Yeah, we can get, get drop that. And then we're on Instagram as well at space explored. And then you can read our articles at space explored.com. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you guys all next week. See ya. Bye.